Hello and welcome to the Reflecting Light Show. I am your host, April Rogers, and today I am delighted to have <laughs> Dr. Joniel Kirby. This is such a treat for me. Dr. Kirby has been a big mentor of mine for a long, long time. We're going to talk about that. But first, before we jump in, I want to tell you that she is the founder of Heartfelt Ministries. And Heartfelt Ministries is a multi-generational ministry based on Titus II, and it's yeah. a mentorship program. And tell us a little bit about that and how that got started. Well, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the... Um, early 2000s, uh, I was real involved with a lot of young women at our church, at WFR Church. And so many of them, I felt like, needed not just counseling, they just needed another woman to walk life with them. And so as I was working with them, teaching their parenting classes, teaching marriage classes, counseling some of them, I realized we had a wealth of very wise older women in our church. I'd also been at the same time, which is God's timing, reading through the book of Titus. And when I came to Titus 2, 3 through 5, which says the older women are to teach the younger women, I was like, are we doing that? There were about three or four of us that were intentionally doing that with the younger women. There wasn't a program, though, that allowed lots of women to be involved. So uh, at the same time, I was doing that. I was also finishing my doctorate in marriage and family therapy. And so I told God, you know, when grad school is over with, I'm going to hit this ministry hard and we're going to do this. And, you know, when God's timing is his timing, right? you know, he makes it where, no, we're not putting this off. So um, in 2003, he just allowed me to begin this ministry at our church. And of course, at the time, I was just doing it for our local women. And we started a women's ministry with 135 women in January of 2003. Within just a few months, other women from other churches were calling and asking, what was this about? And uh, I just began going to other churches and talking to their women or their women's ministry, their Bible study leaders, and telling them how to do it. And here we are. Uh, 19 years later, and it has gone around the world. It's just everywhere. Uh, it originally was Heart to Home. Now it's Heartfelt Ministries. We changed the name a few years ago. And God has just done more with it than I could ever have asked or imagined. So I love Ephesians 3.20 yeah. <laughs> because he just surprises me and amazes me all the time with what he's done. So we take that concept in Titus 2 and we teach older women how to disciple younger women. Primarily, we're focused on building strong relationships with the younger generation. So we have the privilege and the blessing of becoming friends with them. That's and what I was going to say. It has been a blessing to me. And I can think of several instances in my life when I've sat at a home Mm -hmm. under Heartfelt Ministries yeah. and allowed women to pour into my life. Mm -hmm. And then I walked out of there with friendships and mentorships and yeah. women who could speak life wow. into me. You know, <clears throat> whenever I had young kids, it was perfect because I could get away <laughs> for the evening yeah. and let my husband feed and bathe and put the kids to bed. Yeah. And there was these women that were feeding me and yeah. teaching me God's word mm -hmm. and pouring into my life. And yeah. that was all because 
of your obedience to get the ball rolling yes. and to do the things that God has told you to do. And isn't that what all of our uh, quest is, I think, as women, is to find that particular purpose that God has for us, just like you have with this ministry where you're pouring into women through Bible study and the podcast. I think all of us as women yearn to do that. And God allowed me to do this and be a leader and a founder of it. But then I was able to help hundreds of other women find their calling and their time of obedience to do what Ephesians, I mean, what Titus 2, 3 through 5 says, you know, because there are so many women who have so much nurturing and mothering and, and discipling in them, but didn't really know a way to connect with younger women. And this program is so easily done that when I show it to people, they're like, oh yeah, I can do that. I love having people in my home. I love setting a table. I love just sitting knee to knee with young women. And this just produces a way to do that very, very efficiently. And it's just really sharing life with each other and sharing your story. So that's part of what this show is about is sharing our stories. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you is that you have a wealth of knowledge (laughs) that you have poured into me uh, time and time again. And I also did want to say for the record that Joe Neal was one of the first people to believe in me and my Mm. ministry. And you're a conference speaker and you put together amazing conferences and you asked me to be (laughs) one of your speakers and you just believing in me Mm -hmm. means the world to me. So thank you. Wanted to go on the record of saying that. And I just may have to tear up because I'm so (laughs) proud of you. I'm just so proud of you. But one of the things that I I do want to ask you on the show is, has there ever been a time in your life where mm-hmm. you found yourself in darkness mm-hmm. and the Lord brought you out of that darkness and into his light? Um, I really have thought about that since we talked about that earlier and prayed about it. And I can't get away from this constant memory. Um, it's not a secret or anything like that, but I don't think I've really talked about it a whole lot publicly. But uh, Randy and I, Uh, went through uh, almost five years of infertility struggles. Mm -hmm. You and I Mm -hmm. have talked about that. And, um, excuse me, it was a very uh, trying time. Mm -hmm. As you you well know, and lots of women do know that, uh, when you want a child so badly and month to month, you discover you're you're not capable. Right. And uh, that affects your your self-esteem, it affects what you think is your purpose in life, mm-hmm. to, to be a mother and to lead a family. It really affects who you are, I think, in the Lord. You know, questioning, is this not what God had for me? And coming from a family that's humongous, my mother had six children. Uh, my sister had already had three children by that time, and uh, it was just not something I'd ever thought I'd get through. And so I did question why me? And I had some doubts about God's love for me. And that also makes you feel ashamed too. Sure, There's parts of all of those emotion. There's a grief that's almost daily with it. And um, I have gone on to even use that time to 
make some, I mean, create some groups, some counseling groups mm -hmm. to talk about that because it is such a painful time for women and a lot of women who are able to have children easily have very little understanding of the pain that you go through when you're told very you know, true. you're just not going to be able to have a child. And that was our end diagnosis that we got is that there was just nothing to cure what was wrong with me. Um, but then God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by God. But so God good. stepped into that and it was a miracle after miracle that happened that could not have happened in any other way but God's favor. And I just praise him every day for my three kids. Yeah. <laughs> And now 10 grandchildren. I, I was going to say, when I thought, you, have to, you have to tell everybody that you have 10 grandchildren. 10, I mean, like, the I Lord know. just abundantly blessed you. It's he did. I, exceedingly, oh, abundantly more than a, you could ask oh, or imagine. so much more than I ever thought. You know, I just had no idea the favor he would show on me at the time when I was in that darkest moment of really doubting, especially hearing a physician say to you, you might want to think about adoption because mm -hmm. at that time there weren't a lot of options for women with treatments and I had done all of them and had had no success so when when we finally did find this miraculous treatment I was the very first person in the United States to use the medication wow it was an experimental study so I had to sign all these paperwork and my doctor even presented my case at AMFT, I mean, um, you know, the American Medical Association, right. because it was just a renew, a new thing. So how can I not give credit to God for that? Because it was so unusual and out of the ordinary and God just blessed me. And I have three wonderful godly children who are raising their children to love Jesus. And I just am so thankful for him. You know, when I teach women about how to disciple and how to share your story. A lot of people um, are real uncomfortable with, I just don't know what to talk about. And it's so easy when you take the focus off of you and don't think about your story and your faithfulness, but talk about the faithfulness of God. So good. That's the testimony every one of us have. And that is how God uh, healed me coming out of infertility and, and blessing me with three kids in five years, yeah. <laughs> um, which was Then you were very busy. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I had just counted all joy mm -hmm. for what I went through because God was there yeah. the entire time. He never forsake, forsook me. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't forsake us ever, ever. And as Hannah prayed that prayer, you know, that she wanted a child. And if I have a child, God, I will give that child yes. back to you in service. That's what I told God. And I believe that God has blessed me by having very faithful children who now generationally are passing on their faith. That's so good. And I think it gives us an empathy for people who are yeah. walking in yeah. that same space. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I remember trying to find if there was anybody else that I could talk to yeah. or it, it, for some reason there was a stigma about it and mm -hmm. people weren't forthcoming with their stories. Yeah. And I told the Lord, I said, you know, if 
if and when you know you yeah. do give me the desires of my heart then I want to be a voice for the women who are struggling in infertility. Yeah. And so I, I just had a call with somebody the other day and she was in that space. And Aww. I was just, you know, telling her, you know, yeah. after F Addie just celebrated her 15th birthday, you know, <laughs> from somebody who's 15 years out, yeah. I can tell you, you know, he, God is so faithful yes. and just to hold on yeah. and that he's in the waiting. Yeah, he's there. Exactly he's there right. with you. And I don't know. Everybody's story is different. I don't know if, if he is going to give you a child via adoption or fostering or mm -hmm. there's so many beautiful different ways yeah. that you can do that. But if that desire is still he will there, give you the desire of your then heart. delight yeah. yourself in him and then he That's will give right. you the don't desires give of your heart. You know, right. I was just reading uh, a passage about hope and it just, because I'm, I'm a big lover, as most of us are, on Romans 8. Yes, I just reread it all the time and find something new every time. And I just was reading about the hope that we have. And that hope is not something that we have, because then it wouldn't be hope. Right. But it's having the confidence in God to know that He is going to provide. And He will give us the desires of our heart. He's such a good God, That's such right. a loving yeah. Father. There's nothing but goodness in God. He wishes nothing but good things for us, His children. There's not a part of God can wish anything bad, evil, or wrong. That's that's not God. That's not who He is. That's right. That's right. Let's take a short break. We're going to thank our sponsors, and then we come back on okay. and ask you some parenting questions. Okay. <laughs> We would like to thank today's sponsor of the Reflecting Light Show, Jay Cuthbert. Jay Cuthbert is a CPA at Johnson Perry Rosell and Cuthbert. Jay has been practicing tax return preparation and audit services for over 23 years and is a trusted professional within Northeast Louisiana. Thank you, Jay Cuthbert, for your sponsorship. Welcome back to the Reflecting Light Show. We are here with Dr. Jo Neal Kirby. And today we are talking about how God has taken her out of a season of darkness and into his marvelous light. We were talking about your struggles with infertility mm -hmm. and that the Lord did indeed give you the desires of mm -hmm. your heart and bless you with three children and now 10 grandchildren. Yes. <laughs> and that is, that is an abundance of blessings. Yeah. But I also know that you have a very great ministry of parenting too. Mm. And you've spoken into me yeah. in a season when I needed some parenting advice. And, okay. and really, honestly, a lot of people will ask me, what's your, what's your best study to go to for parenting? And mm -hmm. honestly, there's not a lot out on the market. Um, thankfully, I had access to you <laughs> and I could ask you some of my questions. But let's just talk a little bit about some of okay. your best practices. And, and if somebody is in the throes of parenting and, and trying to figure out what do I do with mm -hmm. a strong-willed child, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> not that I know anything about that. Of course not. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> right. But um, what would be some of your best practices? Um, I was blessed several years ago. Now it's been maybe two decades <laughs> um, to um, become a parenting educator and become certified to do that. And so I wrote a program called Smart Mom, which ended up being Smart Parent, and taught that for a number of years. Um, my basic premise of that and how I think God has helped me being the mom that I wanted to be is 
that there are two principles in Scripture that I feel like if we would practice these two consistently in our home with our children, uh, our kids are going to turn out good and right and following God's way. And the first one is Jesus' commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If we will practice that ourselves, model it, and teach our children to love God with their whole being while they're little. Yeah. Like this morning I was reading to my 19-month-old. We have a children's Bible story book. I just keep it right there where we play all the time. And of course, it's one with pictures and it's fun and has Daniel in the lion's den on the cover. He loves that, roaring the lion. Yeah. And so we read about five Bible stories uh, today. I mean, he's not even two years old. That's the kind of thing that we need to continue in our homes, whether they're 19 months old, 16, 18, 19, to know God, to love God. That's if good. We will do that. Go ahead. Well, it just reminds yeah. me of the fact that God's word never returns void. Yes. So even though that he is a baby and you're but you're speaking that over his mm -hmm. life and yeah. then so as he starts to grow into the man that god mm -hmm. has called him to be it's going to be uh the fact that his spirit will remember that that was instilled oh. inside of him god is just flourishing inside our children yeah see th that's something that i think we we don't really understand how strong god's spirit is inside of the children jesus told us to become like them. Right. <laughs> so Great what point. is it in them that Jesus saw that he's teaching us as mothers, be like your kid? You know, there's so much of their behavior that we don't want <laughs> them to continue. So, you know, we're in a disciplining state, but there's so much right and good in a child. And part of this is this eagerness to know God. They do have that eagerness. My kids, my grandkids, and my children always love to hear stories about the Bible. They love to talk about Jesus. There's that openness, that desire that God placed within all of us, starting from the time when he con we were conceived. So that's the first principle. The second principle is the only scripture that is given directly to a child. And it's in Ephesians 6.1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. My kids memorize that because I said Ephesians 6 1 so many times to them because kids want to know why. Why? Mm -hmm. Ephesians 6 1. This is what I'm teaching you to do in our home to obey me. If a child will learn to be obedient to their mother, I promise you, obeying God is so much easier. But if we allow a child to have a rebellious, dishonorable, disrespectful attitude towards us, it's easy for them to transfer that later to God and to not respect His authority mm. in their lives. So those two principles are the basis for all godly, I believe, godly parenting. I really do. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's a better response than because I said so. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, well, I have said you, that. Well, yeah, because I said so. Yeah. You know, I, I, but God gave me permission right. to, <laughs> say <right. so. laughs> to say that you obey. And one of the things that you spoke to me was I, I was feeling a little weary uh, in my parenting. And I said, you know, oh, I just feel like I'm 
I'm going over the same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And you said, keep doing it, mm-hmm. just keep doing it. And yeah. for me, having that to hold on to, mm-hmm. it really did help me in those younger years mm-hmm. to not just throw my hands up and say, oh, you know, okay, I just give up. It, it's fine, whatever you want to do. But to yeah. actually parent with intention, mm-hmm. it it did. It helped me. And now my child is such a delight. You know, mm-hmm. she's she is wonderful. Both of my children are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it was almost like I needed permission mm-hmm. to be the parent mm-hmm. and to keep showing up sure. day after day. And you helped yeah. me yeah. with that. Well, I appreciate what you're saying because that whole concept of having permission to be the authority figure in your child's life has been given us in Ephesians 6.1. Right. <laughs> that if children are to obey the parents, who's going to teach them that but mom? Unfortunately, there are some moms who get so frustrated they'll end up letting the teacher at school or the principal or the Bible study teacher or coach do that teaching of obedience. And I think that's such a, that, that hurts me because I see the hurting of the child that way. That you, you make your child a victim of somebody else because you have not done them the favor of teaching them what obedience to authority looks like. So now they've got someone who doesn't even love them as much as you do, may not love them at all, having to teach them obedience. And it's usually through punishment. Or discipline. Wow. Whereas we could be teaching it under oh, the wow. umbrella of loving, caring, nurturing teaching. And so I think that that authority, learning that we as moms are given that authority to teach our children to obey is the biggest thing that we can learn if we want to go through all the scriptures. And I have looked at every parenting scripture that's out there. And there's lots in Proverbs that's wonderful. But that Ephesians 6-1 passage is essential to understand as the foundation of all of it. And I'm so glad you you thought about it in a practical, applicable way to your family. Right, yeah. Yeah, because you do have wonderful children. Oh, I do. I know it. <laughs> you do. Yeah, and the, the Lord has really blessed us with... Um, just kids that that love to be around us and yes. we like to we like yeah. to spend time together as a family and yes. and that love God and you know mm-hmm. they're working that out and they're just you know finding out how to relate to God mm-hmm. in their own specific way and that is my yeah. prayer as well so now that they're maturing mm-hmm. and we're trying to say it's not just my faith or Adam's faith, just mm-hmm. like I had to come to that realization as a mature adult myself where it yeah. wasn't Terry and Kathy's faith anymore, right. but it actually was my mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen anything in in that space where the transferring of the faith mm-hmm. becomes so important so then the child actually holds on to it and mm-hmm. then they can they can hold on to Jesus whenever right. they need him. So many times with my three, we were able to have conversations about how God was teaching them a lesson or speaking to them when they were teenagers and young adults in college. Mm -hmm. But the proof in the pudding to me is how they start raising their own children. Oh, that's good. 
So when you start seeing your children pass on their faith and it's real because they're not just saying words, they're not just showing up Sunday morning for Bible class and church, but day to day they're living out their faith in front of their children. And I hear those words from my son to encourage his little child when he's coaching him. Right. For him to say to him, you know, it's not all wins and losses. It's also about you being a good sport and taking loss well. God expects you to be building character, not just muscles and skills. When I hear my son say that to his nine-year-old, I am so blessed by that because I see those principles that his daddy and I taught all through his growing up, yeah. not always knowing he's listening. <laughs> now he's saying those words to his son. That is how you know that the faith has become theirs and it's real. I am looking forward to that day. You That's will gonna love be it. so good. That's <laughs> gonna be great whenever I can sit here in your shoes and I can say the proof is in the pudding and there it is. Yeah. So thank yeah. you so much for um, downloading all of that wonderful information. <laughs> I have one more question to ask you and it's a okay. lighter question. Okay. I want to ask you, is there anything that is lightening your load these days? Oh, wow. Um, well, people who know me already know about my, my grandchildren being the joy of my days, the joy of my heart. Um, so I'm going to say something different than that because they really yeah. do lighten my day as they <laughs> make yeah. it busy and heavy and I'm so tired. But, oh, I love them. And, and if you go to uh, Dr. Kirby's Instagram feed, you're going to see <laughs> tons of pictures tons of, of them. Pictures. And you even had one that was vacuuming the yes, floor. I love she that. she did that. <laughs> I was so proud of her. She loves to help. Yeah. That's great. Um, but I'm telling you, I have found Christian comedians to be something I will listen to. Like when they're napping or something, mm -hmm. I just want to chill for a little bit. Yeah. I will um, look on Facebook and there is a whole thing on Christian comedians. And there is this woman, her name is Leanne Morgan. Okay. If you have not listened to her, I bought tickets to her show in August because... I cannot get enough of her. I laugh out loud when I'm by myself. So that is, yeah. that is somehow, I mean, it's just so funny that that's found me. Right, right. <laughs> well, I will definitely look that up. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a light in my life, for coming alongside no, of me. I so much. I know, and for believing in me, like I said, and yeah. for just, every single thing that you have done to grow the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It is a very big deal. And I know that it has shifted things in the heavenlies, but it has Aww. also shifted things in my life. So you thank you. You are so precious. Thank Love you. you. Thank you for tuning in to the Reflecting Light Show. We pray you got some hope and some light out of today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the show and also share with a friend who may need the light of Jesus Christ in his or her life. If you haven't gotten your copy of Made to Shine, you can do so by going to aprilrogers.com. Go out and have a great week and be the light.